0: Welcome, friends, to a Sunday early evening episode of Mavs Moneyball's Group Therapy. I'm Kirk Henderson, editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. Thank you so much for joining us in this, uh, what I assume is going to be a lively green room. The Dallas Mavericks surrendered a 27-point lead to the Los Angeles Lakers, Uh, really a maddening game on so many different levels. In our post-game show with Josh Bow, I was prepared to to sort of discuss it rationally. I I knew Jason Kidd would have a banger of a quote. I at some point I I fully hold him as the chief proponent for why the the Mavericks lost this game with you know Luka Doncic's sloppy play in the second, Dwight Powell being unable to do anything against Anthony Davis. You know, as close uh, seconds, but then when you know you boil everything down, the the Josh Green minutes compared to Justin Holiday, who got the start for some reason, um, the Christian Wood minutes, which just continued to be you know not there. I I don't you know there's a lot of frustrating things that happened in this game. A lot of frustrating things that happened in this game, and then in the post game, our 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 man, uh, our man Jason Kidd. Uh, had the tenacity and the balls to get up in front of a bunch of media people and say, I'm not the savior here. I'm not playing. I'm watching, just like you guys. As a team, we've got to mature. We've got to grow up. And let me just tell you that I feel personally, personally that that is among the worst quotes I have ever heard from a head coach. And I am firmly of the opinion now that Jason Kidd needs to be fired. Uh, will that happen? No, no, of course it won't. Why would it happen? Um, but the abdication of responsibility in a situation where he played a big role is the sort of thing that uh, I can't stand. Personal responsibility is a big thing to me and he never takes any. It's just uh he's just a guy on the sideline, you know, So let's hear about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the loss, because while Kidd was the biggest frustrating element of that loss, Tim Hardaway Jr. missed two dunks. Kyrie Irving, who has been sensational in his time as a Maverick, could not buy a basket. There were a lot of things that were really frustrating about this game. So let's talk about it. Let's feel better. Uh, Coming up first uh, is my man Sam. Hey, Sam, what's going on? Sam, gotta hit that unmute button, buddy. Give him a second here. Maybe he's having a rage blackout after I sent him that quote. Um, I wouldn't blame him. Okay, Sam, come up here again in a minute here. Everybody I'm I'm having some uh Spotify issues lately. It's been driving me nuts. Ewan, what's up, my guy?
1: Hey, what's up, man? Oh you know. <laughs> <laughs> man, I I agree with you hundred percent. Like it's it's mind boggling. to to see the leadership that we have in that position and constantly what he does to just constantly lose his games. I mean, there's going to be room when it comes to the star players, you know, for what their blame percentage is. But as a head coach, you are the one that's pulling the strings. You are the one that can... Pull this player if he's having a bad game. Pull this player if he seems like he's not into it. You are the head coach. Like you have to make these decisions. And I'm watching the game. I'm like, okay, we were pretty good, you know, first quarter, second quarter. But then once the third quarter started, you saw Dwight A D was just a different beast in the third quarter. You saw he was killing Dwight Powell. And it's like, why is Dwight Powell matches matching Anthony Davis minutes?
0: So he's so so here's the thing on that. So to, to defend the rationale. Powell has actually played Anthony Davis pretty good recently. And, in, and you know, this season, previous games. But the problem, and, and this is addressing my friend Holden in the chat, who says, you know, it's it's kids' fault for, for messing up specific plays. Well, no, it's kids' fault for sticking with a plan that wasn't working. Like, you have to be able to adjust in game. Exactly. You know, I, I need to go find that, like, the actual point differential. Right. But to be up 27 and to
1: lose, no team has done that this year. Yeah. We pretty much just won the three right, point. Right, the three point. And that was it. We lost, we lost every other every other, other category in the game. We pretty much lost. And,
0: and honestly, had had Kid not given that fucking quote, I'd come in here and I want to be talking about how Luca needs to play. Like Luca went to shit in the second quarter. He had a really frustrating second yes, quarter, yeah, and he it carried over. He got he. I've never seen him actually get bullied by someone before. Not Kawhi, not Paul George, but Jared Vanderbilt got into his body. Dennis Schroeder got into his head a little bit, and it changed the way the game flew from that point on because the Lakers cut 13 of the 27 points off the lead uh, in the final six minutes of the second quarter. So it's it's the different things that were going on. You know, Josh Green was in foul trouble. I understand that. But then play Josh Green all – till he fouls out. Like, there's got to be more – you know, I didn't think Green – you know, Green kind of collapsed late, but it just – some of the decisions that have been made i don't entirely understand
1: them yeah and it's like it's like what what does it what message does it sense to the team some of the players that like josh green he's earned his starting spot right he's worked his ass off to earn that spot and the stuff that he does on the court is is, is you know intangible stuff that we need like he's probably our best offensive rebounder honestly to be honest and it's like this new guy he had a good game last game, but for whatever reason, you just decide. So you know, I'm not gonna go with Josh Green. I'm gonna bench him now. Who knows what kind of that does to his psyche after he's worked? You know, pros are gonna be pros, but at the same time, he's earned his spot to be in a star lineup. Like yeah. you just, you just, you roll with certain things. That's that that's being successful. Why take him out of star lineup and put? Holiday in like that doesn't make any sense. Well, so
0: so I, I don't know if I would have had a problem with Holiday starting if the minutes weren't doubled up by Holiday compared to Green. And I know some of that has to do with foul, with foul trouble. So, okay, I got to address this because Holden's making some – Holden's one of our, our non-Mavs fans but really regular contributors enjoy his thoughts a great deal. He says, does anything Lu- about Lucas say he accepts coaching? Weird to blame the coach for that. Holden, man, he played at Real Madrid for several years – where he was coached by some of the hardest asses in the world and he succeeded and they helped build one another up. Luca accepts being challenged, but the Mavericks for the better part of five years now have walked on eggshells. Like they want, like they're afraid to piss him off. And I've said this in other podcasts and I'm going to continue to say it conflict breeds success. I really earnestly believe that. And if everybody's so concerned with getting along and never stepping on one another's toes, you inevitably end up doing that anyways. And that's what we're seeing now, where Kidd is abdicating responsibility, just like he did for everything that went wrong in Milwaukee. He was exactly like this. Well, just got to do better, got to play better. That's true, okay? But you've got to coach guys. I thought the point of bringing in Hall of Fame basketball player Jason Kidd was to be able to challenge Luka to a degree on a like person who's been their level and maybe that's happening behind closed doors. I certainly do not see that on the floor. All the guy like there's no like the body language always stinks, both from Luca and the coach. And like that sort of stuff really frustrates me. I I could be wrong. Like I'm very open to being wrong here. I don't think kid is the primary Mm -hmm. issue in so much as he has to take responsibility in some way, shape, or form. And he never
1: does. Yeah, I I agree with you. Like certain things that's happened in the game is like show some, you know, of that championship, you know, degree that you have. Show it in the game. Like we want to see it like stuff could be happening in the game and Luca could be looking over his shoulder. Let me look for some leadership. Let me look for some guidance, you know, in this NBA world and, you know, what we may fully need to mm-hmm. get to that certain point. And he looks over to his shoulder and kid is just there like, oh, well, you know, you should know what you're doing. You're a smart guy, you know, with hands folded. It's like, there's no leadership. So at that point, after a while, after years build up, it's like, at this point, Luca's just like, I'm just going to do whatever I'm, I, I want to do. It's not going to be no consequences sure. to it. There's not going to be no sure. fallout. He's not gonna hold me accountable. So I'm I'm just gonna just do what I you know, I'm gonna pout. I'm not gonna get back on defense because he's not saying anything. And at the end of the game, he's just saying, you know what? They're the players, they should figure it out, or you know, do subliminal quotes to try to motivate the team. Like motivate the team while we're playing, motivate yep. the team while we're being while we have a 27-point lead and it's getting trimmed down time after possession after possession after possession after possession. Mm-hmm. Just like you said. Certain things has happened and it's not working. It's not working for, for the last fifteen, like five minutes of the quarter. You have to pivot. You have to change the game plan. You have to, well, you have I, to make adjustments.
0: That what what's challenging is that like it again, it, it is not kids' fault that Dwight can't protect the rim. It's not kids' fault that, you know, frankly, Christian Wood can't either. But again, he's playing the guy who might be worse at it in wood in, in Powell. So that's an element of, of what we're talking about here where he's not the one doing the defending, but he's the one making the choice, putting those players in. And like, mm-hmm. I'm still firmly of the opinion, firmly of the opinion that at the, 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 the and, and this is not a hot take, the Mavs come and go as, as Luka Doncic goes. And he had a game tonight where he, he got off his game and it changed things, but I would just like to see at some point there be an attempt to bring him back to earth in the middle of a game, the way, you know, Berea kind of used to get into him a little bit. It's okay. I really, I mean, maybe, maybe we're right. just really off here and I'm going to hear about it tomorrow. Cause look, the fact that I'm calling for this guy's ass is going to get me some heat from people. But I just can't stand to read the postgame quotes anymore, to see him standing on the sidelines with his hands in his pockets, to, to these sorts of things where he's like, well, what could I do? I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm employee Jason, not head coach Jason.
1: Yeah, I, man, I agree. And it's like, lastly, I know a lot of people got a little frustration. And it's like, I mean, as bad as Christian Wood is on defense, he made one play that got some excitement into the team, got some excitement into the crowd, got some excitement to where you'd be like, all right, maybe for one possession, maybe he's capable of getting a stop, maybe just one possession. But we know for sure, 100% that that is not Powell. It's, it would not happen. It has never happened. And it, was, it would never will happen. So you have to take your gamble on that player that was a better offensive player, and he may give you that one possession where, you know, he just... He gets a block. You know, Power... Vanderbilt had 15 rebounds. Anthony Davis had 17 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Dwight Powell had about four rebounds. And it's just... It's just... Ah, my God. It's just so frustrating, man. I just...
0: No, it's terrible. Ah. At least it's not late at night.
1: Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> my God. All right, man. Hopefully... I don't know. The the Discord is going to be crazy for the next two days. Imagine, like, imagine tomorrow on all the shows. And and lastly, I hate an ESPN broadcast with. Oh, that's bad. Holy cow.
0: I wanted to bitch about that. (laughs) No, we can't because it feels petty. But the broadcast was horrible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And how they stop a fast break because LeBron got hurt. Like, you don't do that. You let them anyways all right let, let somebody else let it out man because i have too much to say but thank you thank you Appreciate for getting me. us started we'll talk soon
0: all right we're gonna let sam come again sam what's up man sam's having some trouble finding that mic long time listener first time caller behavior just teasing you sam Are you able to find that unmute button my guy is it not showing up for you i know the app's been having some uh been having some issues but um Alright, let's try uh Harris. Hey Harris, what's up? Hey Kirk. How are we doing?
2: Not good. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't understand what Luca's thinking. Like, why do, when you're twenty up twenty-seven do you think you're gonna get called? Like what? Well, like what's going on? Like there has to be some like like thinking there, like, all right, it's not gonna go this way for me here.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's and then it's, yeah. it, it, he sort of, I, I just, I don't understand what they were running. I mean, the Lakers played some very good defense today. Like that's gotta be, mm-hmm. that's gotta be first and foremost, mm-hmm. but I, a lot of what Dallas was doing, it just stopped working and then they didn't seem to know how to try anything else.
2: Yeah. Like Jason Kidd can make adjustments from game to game, but not in the game. Mm-hmm. he's he's not the shown how to do that yep. and i'm i'm not that pissed at Kyrie. he's allowed to have a bad game he's been pretty good he hasn't had like many bad games for us since he's been here so it's not on him jace i don't get it to like we've stuck with one big the whole time and then last the last time we played them at home we made the adjustment of power with wood and that helped us a lot to like counter their size and they have even more size now so i don't see why we didn't go with that like we did last time yeah and uh Vanderbilt's awesome. I really wish we could have gotten him at the deadline. Uh He would have been nice next to Wood, I think.
0: he He's a uh, fascinating player to watch. That's, that's – Because yeah. I don't think he played when we played the Jazz last time, did he? Because he had just been – had he just been
2: traded? I think he was like, – yeah, he had like something. Or he, something was in, or he was or something. out with an
0: injury and the trade was yeah. coming, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been the case because it was the first game after the yeah. Kyrie trade. Yeah. And then
2: he – do you remember when he like liked something about Lofts and Dallas? Yeah! And then everyone freaked out. I'm like, what? What was that? Why didn't that happen? <laughs>
0: Just such a tease. Such a perfect oh, tease. God, it sucks so much.
2: But yeah, I don't know. It feels a lot like uh, the Nets last year, where they they don't have enough size mm-hmm. uh, to defend. I think there's guys we can get in the off offseason, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty tough. Um, Josh not playing. To, like I like. I get starting Holiday for this thing just because he's a bit bigger than Josh. If you want him on LeBron, uh, but it's—is he taller? Because like Holiday well, is thin, he, Josh is—he's longer. Okay, he's—he's he's longer. I think so. I think that helps. And and I like—I mean, we saw Le- Josh get kind of work, work work by LeBron, but I guess Holiday did too. So I don't really know the the situation there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. We we keep waiting for Maxi, but, I mean, it's not going to be that dramatic of a change. Right. Becomes. Yeah.
0: Not at first. I mean, it's, like, expecting him to be super helpful. It's, like, he's probably going to play, like, 10 to 12 to 15 minutes a game for, like, the rest mm-hmm. of the season. It's, like, it, it, the, the hamstring detached. So Yeah.
2: Well, so, I mean, uh, so is that, I think, better than it just tearing? Because it, it can completely He explained it.
0: He explained it after, like, he he went on Fox Sports Southwest, not Fox Sports, Valley Sports Southwest, like, halftime, mm. and explained that because of how he injured it, it somehow led to a quick... I, I don't understand the medicine behind it, but it was like, it, it, it sounds gross, and I don't get it. Yeah,
2: It's like, if you cut something off wholesale, it's, like, better than waiting for, like, all the tiny tears to heal by themselves. I think mm-hmm. is how it works. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. This is a really, really disappointing loss. Yes. We keep doing this stuff all the time. It just, it's really frustrating. I don't really know how to do this. I mean, hopefully, if, since we've been behind the Hawks a year for, like, we made the conference finals the year after they did, new coach and stuff, and mm-hmm. maybe we get a new coach next All-Star break. You I know, don't know. Maybe, I, yeah.
0: Like, He's not going to go anywhere, which means, like, me saying this is only going to get me grief, but I hate it. I hate <laughs> it because it's <sighs> – I, I, if you're not going to do the thing that you were brought in to do, which was Mm -hmm. hopefully coach a superstar, then what's the point? Because it's not like playing harder, which is what they did last year. And they're not doing that this year comparatively, but they don't really have the horses. And and it's just, I I don't get it. I don't, what is the, what is he staying around for? What do we, like, what does he bring? I,
2: I don't know. I I guess he has, I like the staff, I guess. I like the staff around him, but, uh, I don't know if that's enough to make you a head coach. No. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Harris. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah, have a good one.
0: All right. Um, let's try some more folks. Simon, it's been a while. Welcome back to the show. Hit that unmute button one more time for us. We're just having uh everybody is is uh not having the best of luck with that mute button today um sometimes when you switch apps it 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 gets a little goofy not really sure what hey what's going on kirk there we are hi simon i should probably just not talk and then like edit that later but i forget to do that
3: (laughs) how you doing welcome (laughs) hey what's going on i mean hey man i mean look i mean i kind of agree with everything i've kind of heard but i just think that this game kind of watching the game it kind of it kind of showed accumulation of like kind of all the things that are wrong with the organization, because like, you know, of course, you know, the Jason Kidd thing. I mean, uh, you know, he's obviously seems like he's just out to prove points, but sometimes oh, yes. it's like it's not it's not to prove a point. Just just win the game. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can prove a point in a game and still win the game. You know, yes, it just seemed like but it just seemed like he's just out here. You know, I'm I'm going to prove a point, you know, watch this, you know, and it's just like this ain't the time to do it. You ain't five games above everybody in the number one seat. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it just doesn't understand. I don't understand that. And then also, you know, to be honest, I feel like uh, I feel like like Luca, for example, it's like you saw that, you know, like the complaining and this and that's like, why are you complaining when you have so many damn points? Then when they started ratcheting it up the defense, you could see that Luca's still not really in shape, you know, Mm -hmm. shots started falling short because they start picking them up full court. They start making them or at least picking them up, you know, higher up the court and then making them work, you know, making them work on both sides, you know, on offense, on defense, rebounding you know, finishing the play. So that kind of wore on him. And you saw, it. that's why the shots were falling short. He was getting frustrated. And then just like, like before, you know, you would kind of understand why he would complain because, you know, he was doing so much and he didn't have anybody that was, you know, a star like him, but it's like, you got Kyrie now, you know, Yep. like, like just, just relax, man, you know, just calm down and just play. You well, know? and
0: then it's interesting. Oh, go ahead; I'll let you finish your point. But the
3: Kyrie—I've not really talked about Kyrie enough
0: yet. I want to circle back to him. But go ahead.
3: No, no. I mean, you go. No, go ahead, Kirk. So,
0: Kyrie has played pretty well. I think as a Maverick, I don't think we'll see him miss that many wide-ass open threes again. I mean, the two threes he hit were preposterous. He hit that like stop on a dime one, and then he got one where he was fouled and they just didn't call it. And then the other eight that he missed, he was open. <laughs> I don't, and so it's like that won't happen again. I doubt. And, and it's, you could even see it from Kyrie to a degree where he was, he was tentative. Like that, that one where, um, LeBron fouled him like late into the shot clock where he went, he hit both free throws. And, 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 um, obviously that was great, but it's like, I thought he' was just gonna shoot a soft floater, and he sort of hesitated to the last second. I don't want to say he was like overly cautious, but you could it would that was the, probably the least pressing I've seen from Kyrie do in the fourth quarter, and I something tells me we just won't see that again because fourth quarter Kyrie has been what's what's helped them when they win
3: oh definitely, and also you could tell that the length of the Lakers um affected Luca and Kyrie, sure you know, and the physicality uh. Because even a guy like Shr- Schroeder, who's, um, you know, who's short and kind of lean, he's also he's got really long arms and he's quick. So that kind of was affecting Kyrie too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you could say matchup thing and all that. But, you know, my my big thing is just that, you know, it goes both ways. You know, like Dallas has certain things that are going to trouble the Lakers, you know, but yeah. when you have a lead like that, you shouldn't you shouldn't give up that game and and I just and then like with the Josh green thing it's just like okay so you started holiday right so why did you start Bullock why don't you start green and holiday you know what I mean because yeah. green has been playing better than Bullock so I, sure. that's the part I didn't I didn't understand and then it can't be because of oh guys that used to start in the past and you know people want to bring up things like You know, you don't want to mess up the locker room and all that stuff because Hardaway was, you know, starting for a while, Mm -hmm. and they put him to the bench. So just, just play Green, and then play Holiday if you want to do it because of height and length, and you know, better matchup against LeBron. It just, it didn't make sense, and it just seemed like sometimes, you know, Jason Kidd, he's overthinking and he's, uh, you know, trying to, you know, prove a point and just maybe, maybe thinks that okay, you know what, you know. Maybe he was overconfident in the game, thinking that we're gonna beat him anyway. So let me some, try some things out, and I think that's a dangerous game when you're when you're messing with a team that's hungry, you know. Yeah, that needs every win. And and I gotta give it, you know, give it to Wood. I, I felt I felt Wood put played, you know, with some energy, you know, and yes. some toughness. That I mean, that's you like know? I've I've
0: kind of been out on Wood for a while, and I was baffled that he wasn't in the game with how he was playing. The the one that that like was really kind of a wasn't that fifty fifty ball because Kyrie fouled him, but like Wood blocked AD at the rim, and then Wood was gonna get another block or at least contest the shot strongly, and and uh Kyrie fouled him, and it's like after that I don't really remember seeing Wood anymore, and it's like that's not Wood's fault, it's, like I I don't. I, I've I've not understood what was going on because Powell, you know, I really value Powell. I think we're really hard on him sometimes. But tonight, like even um Doris Burke was talking about it on the broadcast where she's like, if he's not hitting these open, like these and ones that he's getting set up for, and he's not hitting free throws, then what is he doing? Like that was one of one of Powell's like he had the worst plus minus on the team. Like it was that was one of his roughest games this season.
3: And and yeah, and I think Powell is perfect for starting the first quarter, starting the third, you know, yeah, and then after that you bring in your best guys you know and go to you know go to go to war, you know mm-hmm. because I do think Powell brings the the uh, the level of like he's always going to bring the energy so he, he might energize everybody else you know right but it's still a talent factor to it, you know yeah so I think the talent you know you can bring the energy, but if somebody's more talented than you. They'll catch up to you, and then that's when you bring in more talented players to handle the talent. You know what I'm saying? I do. And I think that, and I just think sometimes they just they go a little bit too far with with Powell, and it it can kind of, you know, it can kind of catch them, especially against a team like the Lakers, where they're a big team. I I feel like if Dallas plays the Lakers, or other teams that kind of have that same type of um, personnel, they should always try to play two bigs. You know? Yeah or and and go, or at least play two bigs majority of the games because you could just tell, like, Darvin Ham and that coaching staff, their whole thing was throw something up and then just go try to grab the rebound,
0: yeah. you know? I mean, th- that's why I've been shocked that Powell's actually been pretty effective against AD in the past. It's And it was like I told Anthony uh, Irwin, who's a friend of mine, that I did a podcast with uh, that, that's in, in everybody's feeds. I said, it was, it, basically, if, if AD realizes that he's a better player, the Mavericks are in trouble. And he didn't settle at all he he played a really like luca was in his head early, and he really bounced back in a way that I don't remember seeing a d do very much i mean it's whew, just a just a tough tough go of things man i they see that and and frankly like this is the stuff that I wish we were talking about, kind of like the tact like and i and really and you know i I hate coming in here so hot and heavy about kid because. Yeah, we probably would have talked about Kidd and some of the decisions that he made today, but it wouldn't have been quite this heated because it's like, all right, we know we lost. Like, we know that the Mavericks need to do better, but can't you get up and say, hey, maybe I need to do a better job as a coach? And he just can't do it.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned him again because there was a certain point that I wanted to. You know, elaborate on, and I, it was more like a question to you because you're sure. seems like you're more plugged in than me. You know, I'm just yeah. a regular guy, so I wanted to ask <laughs> you a question. From what I gather, of when that remember when the whole thing fell apart with Carlisle and Donnie and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then Nico was hired and all that. It seemed like it was like a package deal. Was mm-hmm. it a package deal because Nico wanted kid, or was it a package deal because? Cuban want Cuban and whoever else wanted Kid as well, and Michael Finley and I'm like because I believe that Nico should have been the one to decide who's his coach and who's his right so, hand man so, so in, in the front office. So I want to know: is do you know about that?
0: My understanding from and Mark Stein reported on this was that the two were a package deal with Kid. Kid wanted Nico. It was not and and. You know, Cuban has said as much that the Mavericks kind of brain trust, meaning, you know, Dirk at the time, for whatever reason, even though Dirk has not really been plugged into basketball. And, you know, I don't remember Dirk being involved in any decisions, but like they all just sort of decided on Jason Kidd collectively. Um, That's why I remember even at the time, Mads Moneyball was really hard on the higher. And that's one of those things that it, it, as the year wore on last year, looked like a pretty stupid take because the, the Mavericks obviously performed so well. And then, you know, with, with what's happened this year, it's like, Oh, this is what happened in his second year with the bucks too, where things fell apart. And I I think that, you know, part of this is very frustrating in that kid and Nico were boxed in by Donnie Nelson and Mark Cuban's decisions. There wasn't a lot of options of what the Mavericks could do last off season. And the one move they did make, which was how high, yeah, Signed JaVale McGee very clearly hasn't, you know, that was a, I didn't like it at the time, and, and, and you know he got a DNP today. So it's that's sort of what happened, and I, I wish Ben, you know had a had a different um, slate of options in front of them because Kid and Nico kind of had to inherit the team that that we've seen because the Mavericks, you know, set them I don't, they just sort of boxed themselves in over deci- with decisions over the years, and it's 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 a challenging situation
3: okay all right well that that's kind of kind of backwards the way they did it i mean i guess i mean it's kind of weird that they did that because they're act they were acting like jason kidd was phil jackson Mm. you know saying hey phil choose your general manager which but i i do think nico's done pretty good with what he's been working with so nothing against nico i
4: just i I was always wondering
0: when they got Kyrie irving and then moved uh Spencer didn't, or uh uh Chris Dasperzing for Spencer Dinwiddie. Like I, I have a hard time like I it, do bitch, don't get me wrong, but it's like <laughs> when you look at those like just those two moves, it's gonna be like okay, you know, they're they're trying stuff from within a a, a difficult position.
3: Also, you might you know, you might have answered the question for me because if, if if it was a package deal, then it probably would have been a package deal the other way, where Nico probably would have wanted Jason Kidd. You know, I think there's you something assumed- to that, yeah. 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 So. So yeah. Because I was always wondering that because I felt like, like, because I remember you know Cuban because we all know Cuban you know he he don't want to be called Jerry Jones but he is Jerry Jones we might as well call him Mark Jones sure or Jerry Cuban you know yeah I mean if we're being honest so but he you know he so when that whole situation happened he was you know you know obviously very involved and then just the way it went down it just seemed kind of like. They didn't do you know they didn't do the full search they didn't do you know they didn't want certain guys like Masai and this and that and it was just like okay and then and then it happened and I always always wondered like it was like a package deal but why was it a package deal but then you well, you, know, you answered it for me One thing about
0: Cuban and this is both to his uh, it can be to his detriment, but it can also be to to like like one of his greatest strengths is he for as long as he's been Mavericks owner values people with connections to the organization. So that's why Kid was kind of a first call where you know there was a lot of thought that his his time with the Lakers was very helpful and that he set and that he uh, apparent you know the 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 narrative was that he had learned from his mistakes in Milwaukee. And he had, like, Milwaukee, basically, they fired him because Chris Chris Middleton was like, I'm not playing for this guy anymore. And it was not, it did not end well up there. And, And then they brought in Bud, and then they've since won a championship and won 60 games. So it's... The, the thought was that he had sort of mellowed out and was much, you know, much more of a chill guy and wasn't quite so nuts because he was like the, stu- the the reported stories. Like, go read the book on Giannis Antetokounmpo from um, Mirren Fader. Like, the Jason Kidd stories are not great. And and but granted, this is all five you know five plus years ago. So now we have a, we have a, a different guy. And really, I just the 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 comments aside, the comments drive me crazy. The real, real problem doesn't seem to be that they know how to do any in-game adjustments. They decide with what they're going to do, and then they stick with that plan
3: regardless. Absolutely, you know, and uh, uh, that's why you know. I remember, you know, no coach is really perfect. You know, I mean, sure, even if, if... Did I lose you? Because, like
4: because
5: he don't got he
3: don't man. got the he don't got the so- soldiers. You know, to right. go to war. So, I get that part, but, um, you know, like, I think Carlisle would be doing better with this team. Yep. But Carlisle,
0: you know? like, kid, so, Luca stopped listening to Carlisle. And that's exactly. where all this becomes so difficult to where it's like, if Luca's a hard guy to coach, and, and Holden, who I don't know if he's still here anymore, but I think there's, some, like, all superstars are going to be difficult to coach in their own way. Where I've sort of sat for a while now is that you don't necessarily always have, like, You're not gonna have a ten year coach at every stop. Sometimes relationships run their course, and if you build towards something, that's good. You know, I think that that I was hopeful that Kid would be able to get Luca to play harder and more consistently. I don't know if I've seen anything to that effect. I I, where where has Luca's game grown under kid in a way that might not have just happened organically because Luca is a transcendent basketball player. I mean, the playing harder element of the defense, I think, is pretty important. And I think the development of Josh Green is extremely important. And those things are, are in their plus, you know, book. Uh, this is coaching in the NBA, particularly when you have like a trend, like a superstar, like LeBron, or, uh, like well, LeBron and Luka. It's it's really difficult. I can't even imagine it. But you you just can't go out and do some of the stuff that they've that, that, that kids done. Like, just take some responsibility, man. Take it on the chin for your team. That's the other thing. I Carl used to do that to a fault. Drove me nuts.
3: Yeah, I mean, but but see, but also this this is the problem too with this environment of the NBA now is that people are too like coaches and management and you know the higher ups. They're so concerned about the, you know, will he leave? What 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 do I do if if I do this? Will he leave? Just just be yourself and coach. Do what you think is right and let the chips fall where they may. At the end of the day, it's a talent game, right? They they did make a talent upgrade with Kyrie. You know, go out there and coach. You know, don't be so worried about, uh, you know, if I rub somebody the wrong way or this and that, will he leave and this and that? Because to be honest, I feel like in a lot of cases, that player will probably leave anyway, or there's sure. a good chance, you it's, know?
0: It, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where if that's all you're concerned about, and that's all that's going to, you know that's all that, that that's going to drive every decision making. So, man, thank you for uh, for hopping yeah. in. You got anything else?
3: No, man, I appreciate it, Kirk. Man, all
0: right, talk soon. Mr. Moses in the chat said it seems like a lot of things drive Kirk nuts. That's true. That's Why this is group therapy where we become lunatics. All right, Sam, we're gonna give you one more try. And if it doesn't work this time, Sam. Yeah, my
6: bad. I don't know what happened when I when I came up. It's like there was nothing. I had okay.
0: Like the app may be experiencing problems, and we may—I may need to like transfer over to call in at some point because I—I I don't know if Spotify is going to support this thing forever. So we'll see.
6: I guess we will. Well, um, I ain't gonna lie. Like I've kind of lost all my uh my anger at this point, so I'm not really like mad anymore because sure. the was like to ruin people's Sundays. I guess apparently, like the Cowboys do, but um. It, it... I don't know. Like, when I saw that quote with a kid, that that really just – at that point, I just said, you know what, if I was an owner, I ain't going to lie, I would fire his ass. Like, if, if I saw somebody say something like that, like, hey, I just watched the game like you guys do, bro, you're the coach. You, like, you you choose when you want to play the white pal over Christian Wood. You choose when you want to play Justin Holiday eight minutes and play Josh Green 16 minutes. Like, that's you. I can't make that choice. I would want to do it. But I can't go in there and say, hey, Josh Green, get in the game right now because I'll get kicked out the stadium or, or the arena. So <laughs> I can't eat it. So just, just that alone, you know, that, that just pissed me off right there. And then Luca, listen, I love Luca. He He's the man. I, I can't say shit about it. Well, I can't say shit about it. I'm going to say shit right now. Like, bro, he complains too much. Mm-hmm. He could play too much, too much to the point where it's just, it's just detrimental to the team at this point. I get it. If he gets fouled, he gets fouled. I get it. He does get fouled a lot. But too many times he gets fouled, he'll just sit there and look at the ref, then it becomes a 4-on-5 or, or a 5-on-3 or whatever it may be.
7: Yeah.
6: And they're giving up easy points. Jared Vanderbilt locked his ass up today, which, hey, I don't know why the Mavs didn't try to get him because I wanted him because I, I love Jared Vanderbilt.
0: I, I wouldn't be shocked if He's, we see like a bananas Lucas performance next game just because he hates like, cause he was seeking out elements of the matchup and just, you know, wasn't getting calls. Like uh, the Lakers did, did a really, really good job today. That's the part that I hate more than anything else. Like losing to the Lakers sucks.
6: Yeah, that, it sucks. But like, I think I tweeted this earlier. I said, like how many times have I said F this team? Because I think I've said it like 20 times this year. And it's, it's been games like this, you know, whether, blowing a 16-point lead with four minutes left mm-hmm. or whether we're, we're missing 20 or 15 free throws against the Bucs or whether it th- just this game, we you know, blowing a 27-point lead and it's just as soon as you can see in the second quarter when Luka came back in, the game kind of went to shit. And Jason Kidd didn't call timeout because he, he didn't like to call timeouts apparently. Like, last I, I remember last year in the Western Conference Finals um, was it game two? We were about like 20. And the league started going down, going down. And then was make a shot. As soon as they make a shot, Steve crow said, Hey, time out. Let's let's stop it right now. Let's not let's not let them get any momentum. Anytime something yep. bad was happening, Steve crow would call them out immediately. Wouldn't even think about it. And Jason Kidd keeps saying we need to mature. And, bro, we're not a young team. Like, we're not we're, like guys have been in this league five, six, seven, eight years at this point. Right.
0: And they're like, that's a great point. Like, that's a great point. No, but there, there's an argument to be made there that he's talking specifically at Luca, which that is another thing which I don't see the upside value in. Why can you not do this to his face? Why, like, what? Uh, you know, I, I'm sure that that Luca will come out and be nuts again. He'll 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 go have an incredible game and he'll play his ass off because what motivates Luca is his like. His own will when he decides to, I don't know if us, anybody can ever make Luca do anything. It's his own decision when he's going to go and play really, really hard. I, I I just, I I don't know. Jason Kidd quotes have bothered me since the beginning of time. The problem is, is like when they do stuff like last year where they only lose like six games or whatever it was after the all-star or after uh, like the, the beginning of the year. Like the Mavericks I think went like thirty and twelve after the start of the year, and there was at that point there was no room for criticism because the Mavericks had really found something that worked. This year, they just have never been able, never been able to find something that really works consistently. and you know, going back to what someone in the chat posted, it's like well the 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 miscue between Luca and Kyrie, like I, that stuff will clear itself up over time, but the offense is ridiculous with those two on the floor. The numbers back it up. They just have to find a way to stop somebody. And that's where it's like going back to the same lineups of trying, you know, Dwight Powell in the paint. If you give up, the, I think since the trade, the Mavericks have given up more than, I could be wrong on the numbers, but the, the Nuggets lead the league at like 55 points per game in the paint. I'm pretty sure the Mavericks are giving up more than 55 points per game in the paint since the um, since the trade. And like that, that's not getting any better. I, they have to find a way to curb that.
6: Yeah, it's just effort. I mean, hell, if, I'll give kick credit for one thing because I remember last year in the playoffs against Phoenix, after Game Two when they were hunting Luka the whole game, he says, "Hey, Luka got to step up on defense," and Luca did for the most part. Like he actually played decent the rest of the series on defense, and it's, he's capable of doing it. I mean, obviously he was bragging about it earlier about him, you know, like he was like top five of steals or something like that, or leading lead in steals or something like that. Well, he was—I mean, he was trying, but now it's kind of like at this point with Kyrie even. I feel like we just replaced Jalen Brunson with Spencer Dinwiddie, now Spencer Dinwiddie with Kyrie, because yeah. they don't run into two man action at all, which baffles my mind. Like, I I get it, the offense is still prolific with them on the court, but it could be more prolific if they just actually did more things with those two guys, and they don't do it. It's kind of like, okay, Luca, do your first quarter thing. We're going to take Kyrie out in the middle of the first, and then the second quarter, Kyrie do your thing, and then Luca comes back and go back and forth. Yeah, and it, it works. Granted, but I, you know what? I don't know at this point because this has been the one year where you can actually uh, – just imagine if we won half those games blew, we'd be like the two seed right now almost or the three
7: seed.
0: Well, it's – it's because it's a fairly different team than earlier in the year, just winning this one, you know, would have – it would have been nice because the Lakers are – it, it. what somebody said this to me in a different – in a group chat that I'm in where it's like this win basically allows everything possible that I hate about how the media covers – um, the he said. The, the, I just went and found it. Mavs, thank you. You've put all that in the conversation the, about the Lakers that Kirk absolutely hates, and now it's going to be all the media talks about for a week. So that that fantastic. That's <laughs> we're going to have to hear about more Lakers. That's what they were talking about. The whole,
6: yeah, they were talking about that the whole game, and then now it makes it worse because we lost on a national stage. So now it's like, well, the is already gets shit. Now, we, we, you know. We, what, we, they were 0-138 with a 27-point lead, and now we're that one. So it's kind of like, hey, the Mavericks just did something else again, you know, this year. And it's like, well, the Lakers did this, so here come the Lakers, and the Mavericks are going to follow the playoffs, and they might not even make the play. I don't, you know, I, I'm going to get off quick. I'm already mad. <laughs>
4: well, so,
0: so, so the best part, so Nick Angstadt, good friend, man who works his ass off over there for Locked On Mavs and the Locked On Network, posted the video of Kid answering the quote the question. And sometimes things read worse than they're said. And this, I I watched it just now while you were talking and it's, it makes it worse. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh man. Thanks so much, Sam. I hope we talk soon. Okay. Coming up next is Lyndon. What's up, Lyndon? Linden's gonna be heated. I can tell. He always comes in here with uh, with spicy quotes because he only comes in during the losses. Hey, Kirk! Welcome, welcome.
8: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was feeling pretty spicy. Uh, I think this 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 was like um a clear like indication that kid needs to go. I think like he's jumped the shark. Whatever he's trying to do, it's not working anymore. Because the value of him last season was he was able to push the team to play harder primarily push Luka to play harder on defense and all these other things. It's clear that the best player on the team, the player who has the most influence on the team, on the court, is checked out. They don't run any offense when Luka's on the floor at all. Mm-hmm. If Luka misses a shot, he's not back. If he doesn't like a call, he's not getting back. If if he doesn't if he's unhappy, he just completely blows the team up, and Jason Kidd has to sit there, look at him, and just act as though it's not going on. Yep. And then instead of holding him accountable to his face or somewhere else, he has to go to the media and like throw a sub at him, like 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 he's like a, a lo- like a, a lower level player or something. It's loser behavior. I think I think another issue is. Um, the way the organization and i guess this is just modern basketball when you tell guys who are 20 21 22 that pretty much you're perfect you're untradeable you are the center of our universe how can then how can you then come back and hold them accountable mark cuban has publicly and private and, and whatever made it clear that there's nothing we can do he is above reproach and when you tell a, a young person cuz Duke is still a young person that he's above reproach there's no discipline like there's no discipline on this and team. what's crazy and, and what's what's crazy
0: is you don't get to be a player like luca without the right people in your life pushing you obviously of course he is the beginning like this doesn't happen without luca's talent but like how many times have we seen talented people not make it work because they weren't pushed or they thought they were good enough, Luca has gotten to where he's gotten because of the right people in his life and his talent blending to make something truly special. And what the Mavericks have more or less done over the last several years is decided that okay, well Luca's really good, so let's not piss him off.
8: oh man and and I, I and also I think Jason Kidd is like he's too. He's just too laid back when it comes to giving. Because I felt as though his biggest issue with Carlisle was he felt as Carlisle didn't trust him and didn't believe in in how he should run the team when he was on the floor. So I think he leans too heavily on I. Do, the coach that I hated was a coach who was a because Kid loved to get Kid people fired. He got Byron Scott out the door in a jiffy. Kid has no problem getting coaches out of here when he feels they too much in his in his like in his space. And I feel like he's he's. Re- release the reins too much to the point where the Mavs don't run anything yep. they don't a lot of that for Lucas running pick and rolls with Justin Holiday and Kyrie's on the corner in the corner like you got you can't you can't say we need better players and then you have arguably one of the greatest isolation scores in the history of basketball and a guy who was 50 40 90 damn near the last two years he was playing and we're going to make him a spot up corner shooter so we can run pick and rolls with Justin Holiday. This was this is this is coaching malpractice Kirk. This is bad, man. I didn't
0: understand. so I so I've been I've mentioned this before on shows. I've talked to people who've done basically rewatches of a lot of the important games with Kyrie or Kyrie and LeBron when they were together with Cleveland and I've been told that there's a lot more of of my turn your turn than you would then your brain remembers, uh, like, we're mm-hmm. getting, which, okay, fine. That said, could we get some actions? What you're asking for? I'm guessing as much as we would like to see, like repeated Luca Kyrie pick and rolls, we're not going to get it. Could we get more than one? Cause I've counted uh-huh. five the entire time I've watched. Now there might be more, there might be less, but they're, they're certain
8: they're not even really trying, but
0: I, I don't, I don't understand it.
8: Mm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't and and also it's like when when you have a superstar player, the goal is to maximize them, right? Mm-hmm. And get the most out of them, right? And you, you fire Rick Carlisle because you say Rick Carlisle is an asshole. Rick Carlisle is a mean guy, he's 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 he treats people unfairly and it, it kills the vibe of the team. But then I feel like if Jason Kidd is coming in, like Lucas Luca plays the same way like you're supposed to be you're supposed to be elevating a culture elevating your stars and everyone else around them who has gotten better because Jason Kidd has been here Josh Green I don't know I think Josh Green oh, deserves some credit I take it back I stand corrected Josh No, Green no is I, I like like
0: as much as it pains me to be like Jason Kidd did a good thing like I think we have to admit it right? I stand
8: corrected <laughs> I stand that's, Kirk I take that back I apologize I stand corrected Josh Green is way better and I also think the thing that that probably is really upsetting me and Jason Kidd is the Christian Wood, Dwight Powell, the nonsense that he's doing. Sure. With all due respect to, to 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 Dwight Powell, like he's not that much better defensively than, than Christian Wood. Like, come on. And Dwight Powell is, is like a like a, a center that he can't he can't shoot, doesn't move his feet well, can kind of move his feet well, doesn't protect the rim, is not good on the boards. It's like Winston this is crazy. Bor- This is crazy
0: work with Powell. They really work. But at this point, there was very little. There was nothing after about 20 minutes of Powell that would indicate that the next 10 minutes would be better. So that's where you got to pull up. Like if there's signs and you're saying, okay, well, maybe Powell finished this next and one because he just never does. And and And, maybe he'll box out and be able to keep Anthony Davis on the boards this next time due to what I saw here I didn't see anything that led me like Powell God God bless him he was in quicksand and to to a certain extent that's on the coach for continuing to put him in that position and granted you know all the Mavs front court players are pretty rough at this point but I I would like to have seen something different I thought Anthony Davis was at least challenged at parts by Wood because
8: Wood's longer and 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 another I just think Dwight Powell's not very good But I also, I I just want to understand, like, I I, kind of get the defensive principles are instead of, like, they don't really pressure ball handlers. They're supposed to be, like, they, like, push them into certain spots on the floor or they're kind of, like, because I see, I notice even, like, uh, Luca and all the other guys, if they have a ball handler, they'll kind of just, they don't offer that much resistance. They kind of just usher them into certain places on the floor. And I can see that happening, but then... I think that's a strategy best if you have like Rudy Gobert or Anthony Davis in the back line. I think there has to be an emphasis somewhere defensively on some sort of like uh, a perimeter defensive like pressure at all. Mm-hmm. I, it, I don't know why they don't believe in like anyone moving their feet or even trying to move their feet. I don't know, man. I think this is a really, really, and I saw Kevin O'Connor on Twitter. He, he lit a little, he lit. He pretty much burnt the whole Mavs team down, and I, I, I think Jason Kidd is a bad coach. I think it needs to be said now. He's not. He's not good at coaching. The in-game adjustments are bad. The movi- the, the motivational aspect is bad. The the lack of passion. The team doesn't play hard. Your superstar doesn't respond to you offensively or defensively. It's like a good coach gets Luca to get back on defense eventually. A good coach does that. A a good coach gets like Christian Wood to try to not block hunt and be like a good coach would have told christian wood that the hassan wide wide side style of defense is stupid he would have told him that hassan out oh, the league because that's stupid defense that he plays you don't need to like shot block hunt being good positionally and putting up your hands is much better than blocks and it's just like what are we doing this is not like genius stuff man this is like my another issue is this team is so bad fundamentally, Kirk. The fundamentals are not there. It's like we're gonna if we we're gonna hit it, we're gonna shoot a lot of threes. If we start missing, it's over. We're gonna shoot a lot of threes. If we make them, we win. There must be some like there must be some middle ground, man. It's just this is terrible, Kirk. I'm sure. so disgusted.
0: Sure. Shot Holden is, is trolling um in the chat in a great and he's not really trolling, it's a great line where he says these things London is describing are what I would refer to as a player needing to grow up and he says it tells me the kid has told them all this in practice and they still don't do it holden guess what um Tim, Tim Cato of The Athletic has done a, a extensive story on who does what, and Jason Kidd does not run practices. So he – Thank you. Thank you,
8: Kirk. Thank you,
0: Kirk. Yeah, you, Kirk. Now, it, it's it, – he, he apparently just watches. He doesn't actually do uh, uh, any any of the practice running, and Spencer Dinwiddie was kind of like, yeah, we, we do this ourselves. Um, but any, it's – Wow. His, his point is – everybody's point is – the Mavericks have a lot – that they could improve on like it because they have two really, really good players. It sets expectations higher. And the problem is it's like, they they're not really just, they, they can't, you know, their goal is to like score 140 points And If they don't score 140 points. Maybe they, maybe they won't win.
8: So
5: Nonsense. Well, thank you for joining it's us, man. Just,
8: thank you, Kirk, man. I just had to get off my chest, man. I,
0: ugh. Oh, I hope you, it always feels better to say it rather than uh, just deal with it. Cause it's like the people in our lives who don't really like basketball. are Like, why are you this mad? like what and it's like you don't understand we have to watch this so all right well i hope i see you soon i hope you join us for uh, a victory celebration at some
8: point i want a good win i was i was gonna come after this win Uh, if it was a good win i just uh, i wanted a good win
0: all right i hear you man talk soon all right guys i'm not sure i'm gonna be able to get to everybody but so so let's fly through some folks here um coming up next is brandon hey brandon how we doing
9: Doing well, Kirk. Uh, one of my takeaways is Dallas just kind of got out hustled. Uh, Vanderbilt, you know, they, you know, he kept that energy on on the offensive end and the defensive end. So, yep. I mean, yep. Dallas would have gave a little bit more more emphasis into um, actually, you know, moving their feet on defense as opposed to just trying to, you know, find open shot. Then I think it would have been a different outcome. <clears throat> But I uh, mean, and also you brought up Anthony Davis, you know, he kind of felt a little bit rejuvenated. I think he felt felt a little bit more vindication after, you know, that first quarter and, and getting to go out there and just get to the free throw line a lot. So I don't know. Uh, Dallas, they got to, you know, they got to step it up a little bit um, and, you know, just kind of going back to the roster. Uh, it just feels like, I don't know. It just feels like insert here. You take out Dorian and then you put in Holiday. You kind of get the same amount of points. And uh, even though Kyrie's a, you know, is a great player, but you know, you take out Spencer, you put in 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 uh Kyrie and you get the same thing—a lot of offense, but you know, a lot, a lot, of, not a lot of defense. They, that kind of goes back to you know the kid. You know that guy. He he didn't make a lot of adjustments. Uh, you know, even whenever those guys were turning over the ball, uh, kind of ridiculously, he wasn't making adjustments. He wasn't calling timeouts. And he wasn't able to. He wasn't able to uh, adjust to the to the to the pressure they were putting on Dallas. You know, there was a couple of game, a couple of plays. I think there were like twenty four second violations because they couldn't get a couldn't get a shot off. And you know, that kind of goes back to coaching, and you know, right back to Rick. You know, he would have threw a timeout there real quick just to break up the. You know, just to break up the momentum. Yeah. <laughs> And you know that that just, just goes back to you know to the differences in coaching. But but like you said, he got to he got to be more accountable, you know, and he got to take one on the chin for the team. But he definitely got to learn to adjust in game because I mean, if they just keep running and running and running, and they get it down to four points and then get it down to where it's tied, and they eventually take a lead, and he's he's calling the timeout, you know, that, that's a lot of time, you know. After the I believe it's after the third quarter, they were you know kind of right there in the mix. Second or third quarter, they were right there in the mix, but he wasn't calling any timeouts, so you know, in-game adjustments and, and actually holding players accountable for making mistakes, that that all falls back on the coach, you know, regardless of, you know, how he feels. though. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, Brandon, I, I I think you're right. Well, you got anything else for us?
9: No, that's it, Kirk, man Thank all you, right. bro. All right,
0: so what I'm going to do here, because I think we still have like seven people left to go that are hanging out, I'm going to let you all talk, and I'm going to try not to say too much. So coming up next is Micah. Hey, Micah, what's up? Give Mike a second. Mike has been waiting a while. How's how's it going?
7: Oh, it's going, Kirk. Oh, man, I wanted that win. It sucks. But um, so is Jason Kidd working on this jump to conclusions game? Because I can definitely see him in a meeting where they say, what exactly is it? that you do here. So.
0: That's a great, oh, God, now I'm going to associate Jason Kidd with the, because you're talking about the guy who screen, in office space who screams, I bring the specs to the customers. I'm a people person.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, it's crazy. It's just, but it's like, why are you, it's, He's not accepting responsibility for his rotations. I'm sorry if you see pal out here getting freaking bullied like please you give some of those guys that offered a little bit of resistance more minutes like um I don't know, like in my opinion i I felt like Mar Morris had good minutes, and he gives you at least some size. you know it's just until. Until you fix people getting bullied in the paint, it's just not going to go nowhere. Um, It reminds me a lot of uh, 2010 to where they got all the pieces together to make them good offensively, but they is missing that one piece in the middle, and that's when they got Tyson Chandler. So I think until you get somebody that kind of fills that role that they have pretty much discarded for the last decade then this is what we're looking at like our front core rotation it's not that they're bad they're just not they're not starter qualities like we don't have like I know some people want to go at these guys and act like they suck and yeah they're pretty bad but trust me they would be backups on a lot of teams. I'm sorry, Dwight Powell is getting minutes over DeAndre Jordan and Luke Cornette. so let's start there. So, but the issue is they're not starting. Qual- we don't have one front court player that's starting quality, and and that's the issue. Until until that gets addressed, um, I really don't know how how we actually be competitive. <sighs>
0: Sounds fun, right, man. Well, thanks for hanging out. You got anything else?
7: No, that's just, that's just about it. Um, I think like like we're just seeing the team for what it is, and until they can make address some things in the offseason, like look, I'm sorry, if you can get freaking Yaakab Purtle for Birch and one first round pick, it's not too far out there to think you can get a serviceable so big, you know, I, I don't know how many Toronto games you watch, but Kim Burksprick is stinks, dude, like, if one first-round pick and a bum is getting you somebody that's serviceable, then that needs to be addressed. But yeah, that's all I got.
0: Well, thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right. Coming up next, then, let's go to Nico. Hey, Nico, thanks for joining us. Different Nico, not Nico, uh, the Mavs GM. Give him a second to find the unmute button. I think I saw him in the chat there. If you pull yourself out of the chat, you'll find the mute button at the bottom of the page. It's down there with the speaker request button.
5: There you go. Welcome. What's up? How are you? Hey, Kirk. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. This was very frustrating to watch. One of the few games we get to watch up here in upstate New York. Um, but um, I just I was so frustrated everybody seems to get bowled over or in Lucas case, not trying hard on defense. Like the the Lakers just pushed us around or we didn't finish layups and we didn't finish, uh, dunks and we didn't finish the end ones. It's like basic physical stuff. We got out muscled. Sorry. I was staring at a Luca
0: Doncic quote where, um, he was apparently asked about Jason Kidd's uh, calling for greater maturity amid distractions by the officiating, and he said, "That's it's probably true. That's it. <laughs> but the, the physicality thing was, was kind of going to be an issue once you lose Dorian. Um, Dorian was a big part of the Mavs playing physical. I think Luca is obviously yes, pretty capable of it, but in terms of the bigs, well, we, the Mavericks need Maxie to come back and soak up sometime because that's a guy that doesn't mind physicality. Yes.
5: Yes, absolutely, and um, I'm going to comment on on the Luca quote. Um, and you know, as as, as uh, I'll call it immature, as Luca still is at 23, at Who least among us. responsibility and accountability, and is like, yeah, that's on me. I don't hear that from the coach, though.
0: Right. Right. And I think that's probably what chaps my ass so much is like you go to Luca most post games. He's like, I really screwed this up. This was my fault. I need to be better, even though he scores, you know, 25 point grabs, you know, plays great. And just, you know, uh, things fall to him. And it's like, oh, I, I just say hey, optics drive me crazy. I, I've worked for some very frustrating people in my life. And I, like nothing drives me more nuts than a boss who won't say it's on me as a leader.
5: Oh, my God, you're so right.
0: You know? Even like like my first job at a fucking (sighs) subway when I was 15 years old, I had a shitty manager who blamed everything on us like teenagers. And it's like, no, I, I, I'm a moron teen. You need to give me leadership and tell me what to do. And like, that's how I feel about reading Jason kid quotes sometimes. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for hanging out. You got Uh, Anything else? Nope. That's it. Thank you. Appreciate you joining. Okay. Let's go to my man, John. Hi, John.
4: Welcome back.
0: Give John a second there. He's got to find the, the unmute button down there. Um Pull out of the chat if you're hey, in there. Hey,
10: There we are. you welcome.
0: What's up, Kurt? Can you hear I can. me?
10: Dude, I, first off, I love the idea that your sub leader was like a bad leader. It was like <laughs> – was it just like not enough turkey on the subs? Well, like so – you- <laughs> So,
0: John and I talk regularly. We both worked for nonprofits, and I can tell you, like in the nonprofit world, like everybody is kind of, everybody's kind of a mess because people are like passionate about like whatever the nonprofit is about, but most people don't have any applicable work skills, <laughs> and it just it can, like I, and so it's like these things just I, I it it chaps my ass when I see someone who's in charge being like, "What do you mean it's my fault?" It's like, well, yeah, there's you're a a lot of, boss.
10: There's a lot of Jason kids in the nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us today, man? I'm just, I I am so mad at, at Kid. That's what I came to talk about. Like, I feel like uh, in getting Kyrie, the Mavs figured out that Luca doesn't need, he kind of needs a pick and pop big, but he needs another ball handler. Like, they, it's like, went all in on Porzingis and that didn't work because you just need a serviceable pick and pop guy and they've got that in Christian Wood. Like I feel like the Mavs have the right pieces and they have the worst person to try to put them together. <laughs> right. Like 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 this like, if you just go down the line of like who are the Mavs seven best players and they never they never seem to have the five best guys that they have on the court. Like, like there, there's there's so few lineups that place minutes together that make sense. And I don't, as much as you know, I think Carlisle was a maniacal asshole, and he just really liked things to be his way. He he, he made sense. He knew how to play lineups that made sense. He would tweak the starting rotation all the time but it was always uh, kind of at the margins and I don't know what Jason Kidd thinks I, I, I wonder just what Jason who Jason Kidd thinks are the best players on this team well it's it's tough and, and that part I think
0: is is where they have to balance because you have to figure out how to get you know 48 minutes out of five times five positions. From maybe seven and a half guys, and the Mavs don't want to play everybody to death. So when he does this, I have some sympathy for him to a degree. But then you watch what happens tonight, where Josh Green only plays 16 minutes, I think is what it was, and and um, Justin Holiday in his second game gets the start, and ba- and like that's just that d- it plays 28 minutes. If the minutes had been flipped, I think probably wouldn't even be thinking about this. But there's just at least two to three coaching decisions every game where it's just like well, what. What are we doing here? And and I, it's cost them games. Is the real basic part of this to where they, you know, early in the season when it's a different group of guys, I think you run, you know, you, okay, you know, things happen. But now with the you know a different group of guys, like as we're getting closer and closer to the finish line, these losses become worse.
10: Well, yeah, you know, like do you remember, so, like newer Mavs fans probably don't remember the how much Carlisle loved the three guard lineup. <laughs> Yeah, where he would th- throw out, uh, you know, Barea, Devin Harris, and whatever other point guard the Mavericks had at the time. Yeah, and it was pretty annoying because he loved it so much. But so it much. Also, he it also worked more times than not. It, like you, it, it it again, it kind of made sense. And he maybe he went to it too often, but like those guys learned their role in that spot, and and playing that three guard lineup and and i just I, I don't know how any of the guys on the team can figure out what it is they are supposed to do structurally right and and, and as far as a like and and it, and they kind of just lucked out last year because they had they were basically six to seven playable guys so they just had to play a specific role and kid was sort of forced to like i think the maps have eight play like if Maxie's back I think eight. Yeah. 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 And, but so that gives you options and it's up to the coach to put those together in a way over the course of a game and over the course of a season. Uh I mean it's only been a half dozen games since we've had Kyrie, but he doesn't seem capable of I, I don't know what he's doing. Yep. I, I like I there's there, there's no like Oh, it's clear they are trying to do this and it's not working. I don't know what they are trying to do as a team. Yeah. And that's that is it is this this has been my least favorite. I've watched the Mavericks since I was zero. And this is maybe my least favorite year watching them.
0: I have a, see I the Harrison Barnes year was the worst for me, but I I get oh, the first bad. the first one just because there was so no talent there, but there's an there's an expectations thing that comes. And I've been thinking about this for a while because during the offseason before anything with Jalen Brunson happened, I talked about how expectations are the thief of joy. And so even barring that that maybe our expectations are not paced with reality, there's just been no consistent fun. We have one really amazing game like where they beat the pants off the Spurs or they had like the two game stretch well, um I guess it's the three game stretch uh, right after we traded for Kyrie, like that was fun. But like even during the seven game win streak earlier in the year where Lucas having to score 50 points, three of the seven games, that was fun. But it was like we anybody with a, 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 a like eyes knew that it wasn't real. So it's like, what are we building towards? And that's why this can be very, very difficult. In my opinion, at least, it's it's like it's not fun. But is it not fun because we have who too high expectations, or is it not fun because the Mavericks have sucked the joy out of this? I don't know.
10: I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. And and what and, and and one last thing that I'll, I'll hop off and let other sure. people talk, but like part of the problem is that we you know like grew up watching the Maverick with Dirk, who was one of the most consistent players. Ever to play the game, like I mean, just night in, night out, and I feel like we have that with Luca. Like Luca's going, he's got to get the attitude and all the stuff with the refs figured out, and he will. He'll get whatever. Yep. But like night in, night out, you know what you're gonna get with Luca, and it shouldn't be that hard to build around that and and to build some consistency so that even when there are losses yeah like I said, you can see what they are trying to do. I don't know what they are trying to do yep I don't know what they're building towards. I don't know it almost feels like Josh green's development has been a mistake or an accident like, <laughs> like, like and, whereas it should be oh you you are building him into a a process and a system, and they have no system that's right they have they have no it, it, again. For all of Carlisle's faults, thinking about that three guard lineup, you knew what it was gonna be, you knew what it was gonna look like. There's a reason that Dwight Powell thrived and, and developed into the player that he did. There's a reason Dorian Finney Smith developed into the player that he did under Carlisle, because like you had very specific roles for role players. And I don't know what I I, I don't know what any role players' roles are on this team. Yep. And I don't think they do either. <laughs> like, like, what do you think Christian Wood thinks his role is on this team? And he's obviously got uh, some attitude stuff, but how do you tell him this is exactly what you are expected and needed to do? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. And, and it's got to be incredibly maddening for those guys that are down the pecking order to have to wonder, when am I going to play? What am I supposed to do? Yep. Obviously, Luca's the best. Kyrie's right there. What am I supposed to do? And if, and those guys don't know because Jason Kidd doesn't know because he's standing around with his hands in his pockets. And I'm, I'm I'm super jealous of the guy that stole the Office Space meme because that's exactly what I was I was thinking of as well. It's so and good. it's it's not a coincidence that I think a lot of us were thinking of that.
4: Well, it also shows our age because it's like I run into these kids in their 20s that don't know what Office Space is, and I'm like, look, there are very few
0: comedies that like stand the test of time. This one does. Go watch it.
10: So good. It's so good. Uh, it's so good. All right, Kirk, I'll hop off and, and let others talk. But uh, good good catching up. I I <laughs> this, this game sucks so much. I hate this season. I hate it so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Talk soon. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.
0: And uh, I'm pretty sure John was there for like the 60-point Luca game, and he hates this season. That's the best part. Okay. My wife is telling me I got to go soon, so I'm going to fly through some folks. Mario, welcome.
4: What's up? (coughs) Hey, Kirk, can you hear me? I can. Welcome to the show. Hey, sorry if I sound a little shitty. I'm in the car. I'm driving home to Austin after watching this oh, game live.
0: I'm so and, sorry. Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I decided today, this morning, that I was going to go go to this game. Uh, but uh, I, it was fun. It was fun. But, no, I, I, I think a lot of the callers before me said a lot of the things I wanted to say. Like, one, what the hell is kid thinking when it comes to these rotations? Especially, like... In the third quarter, there's a couple times where uh, Frank is guarding LeBron. And I know Frank is supposed to be your, like, defensive guy or whatever. But, like, I'm like, if you're the coach and of an NBA team and you're seeing multiple times that Frank is being, guard, like, guarding LeBron, like, wouldn't you, like, I don't know, do something about that? Uh, that's seems, one of the things, and then I think the other thing. What wa- <laughs> uh, the other thing for me was just it. It just seemed like we like really thought we had the game won at halftime. Um, I, the guy next to me was a not a Mavs fan, not a Lakers fan. He was just a NBA fan, I guess, and uh, he was. He even made the comment like, "Do the Mavs want to win this game?" And I, I said the same thing, but you know it was kind of one of those things where they, they just looked in third quarter like they just were just thinking, oh well we already, we're already up by 20, so they're gonna lay down now uh, because we're supposed to be in the playoffs and they're not. but clearly uh, that didn't turn out that way. So that that's really all the comments I had. I, I don't know if you uh, disagree with any of that, but, it was a tough one for sure for spending 300 bucks on it
0: and the drive. I'm sorry, man. I hope you uh, drive home safe. I appreciate you calling in. No, I'm, I'm good. And thank you for having me. All right. Have a good night. Hope to talk soon. Okay. Coming up
7: next then we're going to fly through. Uh, we're going to go Jake. Hi, Jake. Give Jake a second. Jake may
0: not have meant to request, but that's okay um all right
4: Jake you're welcome to try again here in a second but I'm gonna have to go soon AJ welcome what's up
11: hey howdy hi Kirk welcome uh, back thank you thank you Doc fader 41 um just want to drop in and say uh Logan had some great points Thomas had some great points um the kids stuff is very confusing where are the timeouts? Uh, I watched the whole game in an L.A. bar that was getting ready for a, for a Bruins game and, and some other L.A. games as well. And so it was a very unfriendly environment, which is normally sort of the, the comfort zone. But we blew a 26 or 27-point lead, and uh, I got sick to myself just watching Luka cry and Kyrie not doing enough, not enough timeouts. All the points have been made. Uh, I'm just here for the therapy. And uh, and thanks for the airtime. I, I don't need anything back. Just uh, just airing it out because this is uh, this is not rocket science for people to be upset about these sorts of of coaching things and Luca things and guys not getting involved enough and Christian Wood and my goodness gracious. Uh, thanks for the airtime, Kirk. But uh, just wanted to air it out. It's uh, it's ugly here. Everybody in LA celebrating. It It hurts. It, it does hurts. hurt. And then they move right on to these Bruins games, like, uh, like nobody cares about these these the the ref butchery and, and the Luca butchery <laughs> too. Hey, hey, but let us let, not, you know, we're not gonna put it on the refs, but goddamn, do they move on quick? Oh, we got our win up, oh, blah, blah 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 on to the next one. And oh my god, it's painful in LA with all these fucking airheads, man. That they, they don't they want the win, they don't want it, they don't care how they get it. I hate well, it. I hate it here. Thanks so much for hanging out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like. Like. Okay. Last but not least, David, you got like t- a minute. I can feel my wife.
11: Hey, Kirk, can you hear me? Okay. Me. I
12: can feel my wife stabbing me. I will make it. I, I will make it quick. I'm. I'm on my way home from this game uh, after grabbing groceries for the family, so I'm. I'm about to go back and, and do that too. I, I just. I. I, I. Friggin' Mark Cuban, get your head out of your ass. You need to get rid of Kid before like you tank another season. He's worthless. That that inbounds play fuck me really again going towards half court like it's the same goddamn play every time there's nothing new and I'm just I'm sick of tired of watching these really fucked up rotations that anybody can see you're not playing your top five guys like in a game where Tim Hardaway you're getting a Tim Hardaway freebie game and we can't even close that down it's just I, I am embarrassed for for the team right now like they they god this this hurt man this really hurt and uh i don't know what mark is thinking with like kids time is up like he's had like this is his two-year stint right this is his pattern like he's done nothing and you know my note is he treats Kyrie like a slightly better dinwiddie like they do the exact same offensive sets nothing new he doesn't take advantage of any of Kyrie's gifts not attacking the paint not trying to force some fouls And uh, also, can we please get a free throw shooting coach for Luca and the rest of these guys? Fucking Powell missing free throws. Like, you have one job, dunks and free throws. Get it right. Ah, that's it. I just need to vent.
0: Thanks for joining, David. Talk soon. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. We'll be back. Tune in to Mavs Moneyball. We'll have some posts up. I'm thinking about writing about this, but I don't want to do anything that'll get me in actual trouble because... um, well, they'll probably saying the head coach should be fired is not particularly wise of me, but I, uh, I sort of think the head coach should be fired. Everybody be good. We will talk a little later in the week. Go Mavs.